We've got this. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. We've got this. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. We've got this. Find and away. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Cervical Wellness Podcast. This is Danelle Randall. And today I'm excited to provide you the audio of an Instagram live that I gave the other day. And this was inspired by a question that I received in my DMs uh, on Instagram. And it's a question that I have received a lot over the years. And the question usually goes, or the DMs usually go something like this. Danelle, I just got my results back from my pap smear and my gynecologist or my nurse practitioner or my provider says that I have SIN123, cervical dysplasia and or HPV and they want me to do the colposcopy or they want me to do the LEAP procedure or they want me to do a cone biopsy and I don't know what to do. Can you help me? What should I do? How shall should I approach this? What should I do next? This is a very valid question. And this is the question that actually prompted and inspired me to create cervical wellness in the first place. So the other day when I got that question from a woman in my DMs, I just had a stroke of insight. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go live on Instagram and I'm going to share the first five things that I would recommend start doing now. Like you get the abnormal pap smear, then this is the first five things that I would suggest doing. So after I made the Instagram live and I, you know, it's on my Instagram, I put it on the video on my website as well. I was thinking it'd probably be a really good idea actually to have this audio on my podcast too, just in case someone doesn't follow me on Instagram or they don't go to my website and they don't know that this is available. So in this recording, I go through what I invite all women who approach me to do the first five steps. And some of the steps refer to other pieces of uh, content or resources of mine. Uh, I do reference my website, but instead of me one by one answering every single person individually, here it is laid out in sequence and you can then take these five steps and be well on your way on your cervical healing journey. Now, these first five steps aren't the end-all be-all. They are just, like I said, the first five steps. And there is always so much more that you can do. And the cervical healing journey in and of itself is a deep and potentially long one. It does require perseverance. It does require devotion. It does require making the choice, the active decision to be on the cervical healing journey. But what this audio will provide is insight as to what are the first five things that you can do to help yourself 
when you get that initial diagnosis or if you've had continuous abnormal pap diagnoses and it's either worsening or you're just tired of being within the rigmarole of allopathic gynecology and you're ready to do something a little different. This podcast episode is for you. So with that, friends, do know that this was an Instagram live, so I do reference things as though I'm on an Instagram live, but the bulk of the information and the content is there, and all of the links that I mention in this audio will be in the show notes, so if you're like, oh my gosh, I want to start step one, two, three, four, five, where do I go? All of the links are in the show notes, so it will be easier for you to find. Alrighty, friends, I'm very excited for you to listen to this, especially if you haven't taken steps yet on your cervical healing journey and you're in kind of the contemplation preparation stage of your cervical healing journey, which if you, uh, <laughs> if you need a reminder about what those stages of changes are, I encourage you to go and check out, let me get the number. Oh, geez, give me one moment. I, I am not a podcast host that remembers the numbers of every single episode. Um, go back to episode number five, and it's called The Five Stages of Change and Why You Need to Know Them. So when I reference prepara- contemplation or preparation stage, you can learn more about what that means in episode five. Alrighty, friends, without further ado, here are the first five steps that I encourage you to take when you get that abnormal pap diagnosis. Enjoy! Alrighty, hi friends. This live, this video is going to just give you some beginning steps to take if you are facing an abnormal pap smear and you're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go from here, what do I actually do now? Because there's a lot of you that follow me that perhaps are waiting for your... response about your pap smear and then you get it and it's abnormal and then I receive a lot of DMs from being like I from people being like I don't know what to do now what do I do so making this so that (laughs) I can just share with you like what to do (laughs) and then you can reference it and I can send it to people who need it as well so hello everybody I wasn't expecting this many people to come on live hi friends So first of all, whether you are diagnosed with SIN1, SIN2, or SIN3, or carcinoma in situ, the first thing that I suggest is to take a breath. I know that's very simple, but to do your best to not go into a mental spiral of self-hate, of loathing of your body, of feeling like my body is against me, what have I done? Really do your best to check your mental spiraling because the mind has a very powerful impact on the body. It has been well researched. Check out Bruce Lipton's book, Biology of Belief, if you want more like rote science around that. But that is the first thing. It's like, okay, now you know what is happening. Okay, now you know I have HPV. Now you know I have SIN123 cervical dysplasia. All right cats out of the bag. That is what is happening. This is the reality of the situation. Okay. Love your body for a moment upon receiving it and 
recognize that your body is not against you and wants to live and that this is actually a good thing that you now know because you can do something about it. The second thing I suggest doing is informing yourself fully about what the heck is happening in your body. So that is why I'm like such a huge advocate for education, becoming aware and feeling empowered about this circumstance. That is why my book is called Informed, Aware, Empowered, because those three things will help you feel like you have a handle on the situation. When we are not informed, we don't have awareness around it, and we are, do not feel empowered, that's when we can fight, feel like we're flailing around and we can be manipulated into a pathway of treatment that perhaps we don't actually feel good about. Not saying that treatment is a bad choice, such as a leap procedure or comb biopsy or whatnot, but what I advocate for is feeling informed, aware, and empowered about that decision. So if we are making that decision based upon just being deeply afraid and dissociated, that is not what I what I advocate for. So my book, Informed, Aware, Empowered, A Self-Guided Journey to Clear Paps, is a, an amazing, cohesive primer. And it is relatively inexpensive. You can find it on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, um, other book online sellers. I personally don't sell it from my like website. I don't have the books, but you can buy it and read it. Read it from cover to cover before you go to your next appointment. I have clients or people come to me like I'm being sent to an oncologist. I'm being sent to have, you know, another opinion or I'm going to have a colposcopy done. Read the book before that. So then you know what you're going into. And, you know, I, I'm not just saying read my book because I want you to read my book. I'm saying read my book because it's a condensed version of research so that you don't have to go out and do all the research yourself. You're more than welcome to do the research yourself about it, but I've made it simple for you. So it's like all right there. There are self-care practices. There are things to think about, journal prompts, ways to approach your body and cervical healing in that book. The second piece of this step is to go to my podcast, Cervical Wellness Podcast, and listen to episode one, which is called <coughs> Intro to the Cervical Healing Journey. And in this podcast, I share and talk about what exactly is a cervical healing journey and what is being asked of us when we receive this diagnosis and like how to orient our mind and our relationship to this process so that we can trust ourselves along the way. So the combination of the book and that podcast episode, episode number one, you will have the information about what is happening and you will have the know-how regarding what is being asked of you on the cervical healing journey. You can find my podcast on Spotify, should be on Apple Podcasts, although I was just told yesterday that they can't find it and I don't have to figure that out. It's on Google Podcasts. You can also go to my website and there's like an RSS feed of my podcast. Okay, so first step, 
love yourself and actually be grateful that you know what is happening within your body. Second step is a two-parter, become informed, aware, and empowered regarding what is happening. Getting the book, my book, if that is, you know, something you want to do or do research regarding HPV, cervical dysplasia, regarding the leap, all these things. Listen to podcast episode number one of my podcast. The third thing I would recommend doing is to start to supplement within your life the things that you need that your body may be asking for. I recommend two supplements, okay? One, something that is high in copper, like beef liver or oysters, okay? That in of itself will help your whole body healing in general. And copper is what fuels our mitochondria to produce the energy to uh, allow our body and cells to actually do what it needs to do to reproduce and to heal. So beef liver or oysters, okay? If you don't feel good about beef liver, then take an oyster supplement. Make sure that they are of high quality. On my website, cervicalwellness.com, I have a recommended products link and I have some recommended supplements there. The second supplement that I recommend is called Papilex, which is a um, supplement that has like 10 what are called nutraceuticals within them. They are um, vitamins, minerals, and herbs that are all beneficial for HPV and cervical dysplasia. And it was uh, formulated by a woman who is a naturopath who helped her friend heal HPV and cervical dysplasia through these various supplements, but she ended up spending like $500 on all these different bottles and she wanted to make a more cost-effective way, so she put them all into one capsule. If you use the coupon code CERVIXLOVE, you get 10% off of that supplement. Um, I just think it's great that it's all in one. If I knew about it when I was healing, I would have used that as well. So between beef liver and our oysters and the Papilex, that is really the only supplementation that I would recommend starting. I'm not really a big proponent for supplements. I advocate more for food and using like whole herbs and medicinals, but a lot of people are like, what supplements do I take? So that is what I recommend. That was number three. The fourth thing, that I recommend is to then go to my website, sign up for the free content library, and in that is a meditation to connect to your cervix. And this meditation, I would recommend and invite you to do at least two to three times a week, okay, until you are able to figure out within your own body how to connect with your cervix. Because friends, it's not just about the physical, it's also about the psycho-emotional and psycho-spiritual component and relationship to our deep pelvis. So this meditation is just a guided experience. It's not very long to connect to our cervix. And when you're there with your cervix, talk to your cervix, breathe into your cervix, be with your cervix as though it's a friend that is in need, that um, is injured, like or is like a child that is injured and calling out and crying out for love and support. Doing this two to three times a week and then even having like a special little journal 
that you have for your cervical healing journey and record what comes up, what feelings, what emotions, what memories, what happened in that time of connection to keep track. This is a big part of the cervical healing journey is deepening your relationship and being in relationship. And I personally think it just, at least in my own life, that keeping a record is really powerful because you can look back and track your progress. Okay, <clears throat> the fifth thing that I recommend starting, which is this will be like the, the last piece I, I share like as like an immediate like this is where you begin, is create a weekly schedule for yourself, Sunday through Saturday, where one every single day of the week you do one thing on behalf of your body and your cervix now this can look different for everybody everybody has different lives <clears throat> in my book i have many different suggestions on what this could look like uh, but this can be doing a vaginal steam doing the meditation going for a nature walk on, and, and in your mind, it's on behalf of your cervix. I'm doing this on behalf of my cervix. It can be doing a castor oil pack over your womb. It can be <clears throat> um, just doing like a full body oil massage to bring the stress down because stress really doesn't help the cervical healing process. It can be, I'm going to, you know, do um, exercise the point of sweating where I'm like lifting weights or really bringing blood into my pelvis. You have to think about what you want to do in your own life. But what I'm saying is in your schedule, Sundays, I do this. Mondays, I do this. Tuesdays, I do this. Wednesday, I do this. One thing a day on behalf of your cervix. We're not gonna to try to pack in a million different things because that's where we get overwhelmed and we stop. Okay, the cervical healing journey, when you listen to that episode one podcast, you will hear me say it's a long game, okay? Long game and the way that we <laughs> maintain perseverance and we uh, keep the energy going is we just show up once a day on behalf of our cervix in some way. It can be I am meal prepping really healthy meals for my week on Sundays. That's my one thing. But once you have your schedule Sunday through Saturday, okay, you're going to repeat that every single week for three months, okay? Or it can be two months or it can be one month and then you reassess, okay, how was this schedule for me? How was, how did this feel? What do I wanna include more of? What, like when I'm meditating with my cervix, like what is my cervix saying I need? What is my body saying it needs? And you reorient your daily, weekly schedule to accommodate that. But the trick is, friends, is to schedule it, make it a non-negotiable, okay? Self-care isn't this like, oh, I'm doing self-care. No, it is a prescription. So it's not like if you had to take some sort of medication, you wouldn't miss a day, right? Like when we're taking antibiotics, we're not supposed to miss a day. When we're taking whatever type of medication, we don't miss a day. This is the same thing. If you are very, if you are devoted to healing your cervix yourself, every single day show up and do one thing on behalf of your cervix. 
and after three months, reassess. And then after six months, that's maybe a good time to like go have another pap smear or whatnot. Typically with the Papalex, with the uh, beef liver and or oysters, with the meditation, with the self-love, with these practices, I have seen within my clientele a reversal I don't even like to say reversal. It's like a moving beyond <laughs> abnormal paps um, within six months to a year, okay, depending on the grade and depending on your devotion, depending on your like, I'm drawing a line in the sand and here's me before I say yes to my cervical healing journey and I'm stepping over the line and I am saying yes to my cervical healing journey. Full yes, okay. Now, obviously, there is so much more that I can share and so much more that you can do, but that's why I have all these different offerings. My program, my course, Cervical Wellness Online, has like the most. <laughs> Clearly, there's also Cervix Healing 101, which is a, a workshop, um, much smaller uh, amount. And... You know, I've been on so many podcast episodes where I've talked about things. I have my own podcast, um, you know, peruse my website. There's a lot there, but those are the first five steps. Okay. I'm going to go over them and then I'm going to bring this live to a complete. When you get the diagnosis, remain in your body. Fear is okay, but don't let it suck you down. Okay, like feel the fear, but then feel the the love that you have for your body. Like, okay, like we've got this. We've got this. That's why it's my tagline for cervical wellness is we've got this. I've got this. We as in like I and my body, we've got this. Okay. Number two, inform yourself. Buy my book or do research about what the diagnosis is, what it encapsulates, uh, and listen to episode one of my podcast because that will inform you about what the heck the cervical healing journey is about. Number three, beef liver and or oyster supplements and Papalex. Okay, those are the two types of supplements that I recommend, period. Number four is, um, why am I forgetting what I said was number four? <laughs> I'm talking so fast. <laughs> I'm forgetting at the moment. Okay, anyway, if you can watch it and create a schedule for yours. Oh, the meditation of the free content library. Listen to that meditation, do it two to three times a week. And then number five, create a weekly schedule for yourself of the one thing to do every day and stick to it like it's a prescription. Sunday through Saturday, repeat over each week, reassess after three months, okay? That is where I would invite you to begin. So if you've been wanting to DM me, be like, what do I do? Where do I start? This is it, friends. This is where you start. Okay. It all depends on you and your ability to hold yourself through this journey. I mean, obviously you can always hire me. You can always hire someone to hold you through it, but it all comes back to accountability with your own body and drawing that line in the sand or putting that stake in the ground and stepping forward and saying, yes, I'm doing this. Okay. 
if this is what you want to do. If you want to go the treatment route, that is totally fine too. But know that you still may need to work on the underlying causes that led to the cervical dysplasia in the first place because the LEAP procedure does not address the underlying causes. It just removes the dysplasia and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't allow your immune system to overcome the HPV. So I saw there was a lot of comments. I'm not really um, here to um, answer questions. I just wanted to create this video for people to watch um, when they ask me these questions. So friends, know that you can do this. Know that it is possible. Know that your body wants to heal and wants to be well and I believe in you and I believe in your ability. So sending you all so much love. Thanks for watching and I hope you have a good day. Thank you so much for joining us today, friends. If you want more cervical wellness information and content, check out my website, cervicalwellness.com, or give us a follow over on Instagram at cervicalwellness. Please share this episode if it felt right and true for you. And until next time, friends, remember, we've got this.